Hoje eu preciso te encontrar de qualquer jeito Nem que seja só pra te levar pra casa Depois de um dia normal Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Good. I think you need to answer with video. Oh, you want... I'll hang up and try again, sorry. No, I, there's a button there that you can... I think there's a video with an X across it. He's, there you go. Gotcha. How's it going? Very good, man. This is, this is so cool. <laughs> the Epica. The Epica. Have you done any yet? No, this is episode one of the Epica. Oh man, that's pressure. <laughs> it's not at all. Hey, where'd you where'd you guys end up living down there in Vegas? Um, we're still in temporary housing. We're buying a house up in Centennial Hills. Awesome. That's where we lived. We loved it up there. Where did you live? Um, I'm trying to. You know where like Floyd Lamb State Park is? Yeah. It's like the opposite side of the highway from there. Uh, yeah, we live like off off of Grand Canyon. Okay. Uh, we, like the Grand Canyon condos. Yeah, we're buying a house on a Wallapai and Farm. That sounds really familiar. It's the one street up from Grand Canyon, I think. Do you know what ward? Are you in the Centennial Hills ward? No. It's um we've only been one time because it was then conference and then state conference. Oh, okay. I can't remember what ward, but we meet down on Cheyenne Avenue. I think that's where we met, but yeah, great area. Like, you're so far from the strip and everything, it doesn't feel like you're in Vegas. Oh, by the way, we're recording right now. Oh, didn't know that. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I've got a, a free Skype recorder that records the, um, it's an MP3 of a Skype video, uh, just the sound of a Skype call. Nice. It's easy. <clears throat> yeah, man. Did you um? Oh, I don't know where to start. Let's um. Well, I I put a message out to a bunch of missionaries. Uh huh. Asking them if they wanted to be part of the, and everyone said yes, and so we got like fifteen people lined up. That's cool. <laughs> so mostly, I think what we're gonna talk about is. Uh, companions and areas and um, food and music and funny stuff, the dumb stuff that happened. All right. But uh, but to catch up, the, the, pretty much the main purpose of this is to find out where everybody is and how everyone's doing. You know, yeah. it's been it's, it's been, been like, years. It'll be ten years this next spring. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, 2004 or 10 years ago, and that was that was the year of the full all the all of the mission, right? It was 12 months right. of mission in 2004. So that was a that was a crazy year. <laughs> I still see like movies or I, I don't know events in the news, just things, and I'm like, I don't remember that happening. And then I look at the date, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, because all of 2004 I was not in the states. <laughs> yep, that's right. It still happens once in a while. Yep. So, how are you? You live in Idaho? Yeah, so... Okay, wait wait a second. So, let, let's do this. Take us back to 2005, you get home, and give us uh, one or two sentences of each year from 2005 
to so 2005, got home, went back to school at Idaho State in Pocatello. Um, okay. Then I got in with some of our other mission buddies doing door-to-door summer cells, which you yep. did too. <laughs> yep. So the next year, summer of, well, let me back up. Uh, beginning of 06, I met my wife. We started dating. And then I left her for the summer and went to Colorado and sold satellite dish door-to-door. You were there. And Jacob Paulson from our mission, Ryan Anderson. I think those were the only guys from our mission there. Do you have, what are you talking on right now? Uh, my phone. Is it working all can right? Can you not hear me? No, I can hear you yeah. great. It's just all shaky. I just have my computer on my desk. Oh. Is it going to run no, out of batteries? Yeah, or are we good? Yeah, we're good. We're good on battery. Okay, keep on going. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I went to, went to Colorado, uh, kind of dated my wife over the phone, got home that fall of 06. We got engaged, got married at the end of 2006, kept going to Idaho State, uh, did another summer, summer of 07. Mm-hmm. And then uh, was the beginning of – Yeah, <laughs> that was a rough one. It was a bad summer. <laughs> That's when I got out of summer sales. Right. Uh, beginning of 08, we moved to Boise, and yep. um, I went to school at Boise State, got serious about it, um, finished my degree in accounting, graduated in the spring of 2010, and um, we went to Las Vegas for four or five months and worked for the IRS. And Wait then a my... second. Did you skip some years? You just oh, breezed oh. over through. Like, you have some kids now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> I forgot about the kids. So my, our first daughter was born in uh, fall of 08, okay. and then um, just 08, 09 was all school in Boise, okay. finished up school, moved to Vegas. Um, what year did, were you in Vegas? In 2010, from like May through September. What were you doing? And then I was working for the IRS as an auditor. That was my first grown-up job out of school. Where's that at? Um... Kind of downtown near Fremont Street, um, okay. just across the train tracks from the old part of Vegas, from the old strip, if you will. Yeah. Um, after not very long, my, my same position came open in Boise with the IRS. Okay. And so we, we jumped on that and moved back here. Um, bought a house at the beginning of 2011. Had our second kid that summer. Uh 2012, kind of a blur, you know, one of those lost years. I just feel like I just worked and yep. learned how to be a dad a bit. Uh, 2013, kind of the same, changed jobs uh, in June of last year. Uh, so now I work as a internal auditor for a veterinary supply company here in Boise. <laughs> Sweet. And it's we have uh we have warehouses all over the country and we own another little company over in the UK so I travel a little bit I go to the UK once or twice a year and sweet once how's that I like it I like the travel it I'm only gone for three or four days at a time yeah. so it's it's not too much but oh, it gives awesome. me a break yeah and uh, now now I'm here now I find myself here on this podcast <laughs> oh. Um, last year we had our, our third kid, a boy. So I have two girls, uh, six, three, and a boy that just turned one last week. Yeah, he doesn't have any hair. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we keep it kind of <laughs> short, but it's pretty blonde, so he looks, okay. he looks like mini-me on Austin Towers. <laughs> he's, he's fun. I like his pictures on Instagram. <laughs> he's got a scowl about him. <laughs> yeah, right. He had a happy one-year-old 
birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't seem too impressed with anything we did for him, but I think he had fun in his own way. Yeah. Sweet, yeah. man. Yeah, so what? Do you want to hear about me at all, or should we just keep on moving on? Well, you know, it's you're you're the interviewer here. It's your podcast. You uh, may, maybe one of us who's on the podcast will have to come and reverse roles and interview you or something. Yeah, we'll save it for some other time. <laughs> but I do want to know. I, I do want to know what Chad's up to. <laughs> oh, thanks. All right. Well. Um, I'm just checking here to see if it's recording. It says it's recording, but it's zero kilobytes of data. Uh oh. Yeah, wait a second. Oh, never mind. It refreshed. Good. 7,000. Cool. We're good. It's <laughs> recording. Um, yeah. I started to do a podcast about my freshman year, mm -hmm. and I and we did. A, I had a, a mayor as my co-host, and it's really hard to schedule three people. It's really hard to schedule two people. Yeah, like making making schedules work of a free night, and making three people or even sometimes four people schedule. And I've I've been doing one a month or one every other month and I've done about 10 of those and I ran out of people to that I cared about for my <laughs> freshman year <laughs> so we're moving on to the mission and then maybe after the mission I'll make a podcast about my summer sales or whatever <laughs> oh that one would be rough <laughs> <laughs> no I think we're done after this but it's, yeah it's mostly just to hear about where everyone's at we're going to send this out to a bunch of people or at least I'm going to put this up on iTunes as a podcast, and then people can subscribe. Um, I made a Facebook group, and you're the only member right now. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I'm going to send – after I make this public, I'm going to send an invite to a bunch of people, and you can invite a bunch of people too. Um, they don't have to just be missionaries. They can be Brazilians too. But it's going to be in English, as you can see. I'm, not, I'm horrible at Portuguese. My Portuguese was always bad. I always had an English accent or an American accent, and I didn't have a vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was, it was good. And then, so 10 years later, I, I hardly speak it at all. Oh, people. How's yours? It's, it's pretty good. Um, I, uh, it's funny. I, when I was on the mission, I really loved Portuguese and learning it and I tried really hard to not have an accent and learn a lot of vocabulary. I ended up learning a lot of swear words and uh, <laughs> and ex expressions. <laughs> That's what I really liked the most was learning expressions. Yeah. But, um, you know, and I, I kind of promised myself that I'd work hard at it even after I got home. So I don't like study it per se every day, but I still say my personal prayers in Portuguese. Um, as dumb as it sounds, I... I actually wait till I'm driving to work and I say I'm in the car while I'm driving so I can speak out loud and practice speaking in alta voz out loud. But I, I bought a Harry Potter number three <clears throat> in, in Portuguese. Yeah. 
So I was reading that, and there are so many words that I don't know. <laughs> well, and it's funny. I, you know, like have a lot of friends on Facebook, a lot of missionaries and members and stuff, and so you get a chance to type a little and practice there and listen to some music. But actually, at work a couple weeks ago, I was asked to uh, to translate a PowerPoint presentation because our company is very interested in Brazil, and we're always looking to make acquisitions down there. We haven't yet, but yeah. So I had to translate this, but it had a lot of business vocabulary, accounting lingo, and I didn't know as much as I thought I did. It took me a little while longer than I thought it would, but... but <laughs> some Google Translate going Yeah, on. Google Translate will give you some good words. It won't always give you correct grammar, but it gives you some good, uh, good yeah. starting points. But I, I think, uh, given the circumstances, I think it's still fairly decent. I probably sound like an American now, but... It's fun though. Every once in a while, uh, Lemon Comel would come on on my shuffle. It's cool. uh-huh. acoustico, right? <laughs> I love that CD. <laughs> it's my favorite CD I brought home. It's so good. <laughs> Got the kids trying to come in. Oh, they left. Good. Hey, it's all right. I'm in a temporary housing. So Rachel, it's a two bedroom apartment, and she was going crazy. So she's in California. For the week, she drove off to visit her, <laughs> her family, so I'm alone. She'd had it. Yeah, we move on the 28th. That's exciting, though. Yeah, exciting. I, I mean, I saw pictures of your house in uh, in Utah on on Facebook, like your yard and stuff, and that place looked sweet. Looked like yeah, it was a, a dream come true. It was the best. You had a forest in your yard. I know, and now we're gonna have a pool. <laughs> sweet. So let's go back to your uh, starting out, I guess. Um, let's walk us through who was your MTC companion? Did they go on the mission with you? And then uh, I guess come, I guess just walk us through your areas and your companions, and then we can talk about intermediate stuff and funny stuff as we go along. Is that cool. okay? Yeah, that's great. So I uh, I went to the MTC and had Elder Meekum as my companion. Beach. And I, I hope he ends up on this podcast. I think he's uh, going to be number two is my hope. My hope. Well, uh, we'll get Paulson in there. We'll get West and uh, Croshaw. And I've got a whole list good. of people. Well, I'll give a shout out to Meekum right now because he was good. He was uh, perfect for me in the MTC as a companion. I was very, I hit the ground very stressed out, you know, thought I had to <laughs> keep every rule and learn Portuguese and he was just easy going good dude kind of we balanced each other out at least I think so <laughs> but yeah we had fun um funny story Elder Harding was one of our roommates and Elder Janice they were also there and then two yep. Brazilians that went to a different mission but yeah, Janice is law school friends <laughs> with my older brother oh cool really weird connection but it's <laughs> yeah you know and um I don't know if people listening will remember, but Elder Harding is the one that um, got mugged and shot in the head and went home a few months early. He would have been in my group going home, but yeah, uh, from what I understand, yeah, he's I good vis- now. We visited him. Um, oh, were you in the office when we went and visited him? No, hospital? that was after I went back out to the field. Oh, yeah, all those zone leaders on zone <clears throat> conference went over to the, the hospital yeah. room. That was pretty um, cool. Yeah, so I got out of the MTC and. Um, we had a really good group coming into the field. Elder Snell, Elder uh, Melendez was with us. Uh, 
the Brazilians, we had Elder Cesar and Elder Giovanni and just some good, good guys. We really yep. liked them all. I think we all got along pretty well. Now, that was a core group that you guys had. Wallen? Oh, yeah, Wallen. Yeah, Wallen was there, too. Yep. Really like that guy. Um, everybody called him Ogranji <laughs> in the MTC. He's so tall. I saw him <laughs> yeah. um, last year, or was it two years ago, at a volleyball tournament in Salt Lake. We went to like the professional beach volleyball because we won tickets on the radio. And he, I saw him, and he was so tall and skinny. Still, huh? Good yeah. for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we went out, met President Marchines, all went our separate ways. I got sent to Campina Grande right off the bat with uh, Elder Clayton as my trainer, guy from Provo. Okay. And we had a lot of fun. Um, he was close to the end of his mission, and so he actually uh, convinced me to sneak out and go to a soccer game one night. It was uh, the two rival teams in Campina, probably like the equivalent of AAA baseball here, mixed with the passion of soccer in were Brazil. Were you in missionary clothes, or were you in your P-Day clothes? No, we, we were in P-Day clothes, and I was, I mean, being brand new, I was so scared and didn't want to do it, and he, <laughs> he said, listen, you will never have this chance again on your mission. Nobody's going to offer you this. Just do it. <laughs> so you can't get in trouble and you can't get put back down to the leader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we went and um <clears throat> excuse me, it was a nighttime game. So it started at like 10 o'clock at night. And um <laughs> like I said, rivalry, the two teams there in the city, so it was just crazy. Fans were crazy. Um we went with a member that my companion had baptized whose dad was a cop. So he got us into the game for free and when we got in, we were in one cheering section and on the very edge of it. And then there was an empty section of bleachers full of riot police. <laughs> and then the other team's cheering section in this big stadium. <laughs> and That's awesome. I mean, fans from each side flipping each other off, throwing things. One team scores, you got guys lighting off bottle rockets right there in the stands. It was just, and like I said, it wasn't even full on pro game. It was like, like going to a triple-A baseball game here. But, I mean, it was, it was yeah. quite the experience. So, yeah, I started out my mission on, on that note by being disobedient. How long did but, you stay there? Um, in that area? Yeah. I, I was there, I think, two transfers. Um, okay. And then I went to the neighboring ward there in Campina for uh, one more transfer. into It was called Catole okay. with Elder Alma, um, kid from Arizona. Walked really fast. I couldn't keep up with him. <laughs> <laughs> so I spent Thanksgiving and Christmas there with him. That was in 03. And I got really sick and lost like 20 pounds. <laughs> well, that Christmas we had the big um, celebratory November. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So we had that big uh, mission conference down by the pool. Yeah, at the club in Guam Pessoa. At the club. Yeah. We watched uh, like Finding Nemo and yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. We were so movies. excited to watch a Disney animated movie. <laughs> Did you get picked up by the big uh, double-decker bus with all the TVs? No, we uh, we crammed our zone into this tiny little bus that it wasn't anything oh. impressive. Okay. But yeah, I remember our zone leaders uh, put on some not mission-approved music on our way to and from João Pessoa, which I was fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> But then, yeah, so after that, um, 
I got I finally got out of Campina about six months at my six month mark and I got sent out to Patos. Um, <laughs> with Elder Giovanni, who was in the MTC with me, my first Brazilian companion. Uh, so he he became senior. What what month was that? Uh, that was January. So he had become senior. Yeah, that was quick, right? I, yeah, I was his first junior, and uh, okay, we had a blast. I think we only spent yeah, I think we only spent one transfer together. Um, had a good time. We had Elder Brand and uh, <laughs> Elder. <laughs> I think Elder Cedar was there still in our house. And yeah, so the four of us. <laughs> you had a crazy first six months of your mission, huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was, it, it didn't seem like it because I was, Campina wasn't a glamorous zone, right? And then you get sent out to the, the boonies in Patos. And I'd always like read the Avanchi about everybody baptizing in Natal and hear stories about going to the beach and the, the shopping and everything. And I felt like I was missing out. I felt like I was just kind of isolated. Yeah. I always felt I was missing out on Juan Pessoa because I was never in Juan Pessoa. Yeah. And so like people talk about the pizza hut and, and the things like that and the bowling. But I mean, it's not, you didn't miss out on anything. No, no, I'm the, I'm the opposite <laughs> of you. Cause I feel like my whole mission was in Paraiba with the exception of a little bit of time in, in Kaiko. And I spent six weeks. I'll, near natal you know we'll get there but yeah yeah the rest of it was all in Paiba. yeah you were in the interior the whole <clears throat> for the, most of the, the your start of the mission right yeah yeah and so after a transfer in patos i um got made senior and they sent me back to campina what month was this uh, or where are we at i've I got the list here i'm looking at it um february of 04 so just that. okay so we haven't got to the uh the baptize only men uh, that's no that happened when i was in patos actually that was yeah, it i thought that was like april or march no january because may may was the because may, may was the, crazy was month. the big oh, baptize everyone yeah. but i think because, it was because a couple months before that was men only maybe it was january because yeah. me and mateos were together and we were baptized tons of <laughs> yeah january february <laughs> one of my best and favorite baptisms i had was in patos it was it was a man. He felt like it was kind of a, a miracle the way we found him and ended up contacting him in the street, but still yeah. stay in touch with him a little bit too. But cool. Um, yeah. So middle of February, I got sent back to uh, Campina in the same house that I started my mission at, just in the neighboring ward there, as uh, okay. as a senior. And I think I was only there for about three weeks, and the the there was kind of a hostile. Uh, mood toward the missionaries in that ward. <laughs> um, so President Martins pulled us out of there after about three weeks and sent Elder Price and me out to Souza, um, yeah. which was really cool because Souza had only been open for just a few months with the church, and mm -hmm. so we went there and it was so it was fun. But we were also three hours away from any other missionaries, kind of isolated. It was just you two. Yeah, just the two of us. Um, I've never lived like the whole time in the two years. It was always four or more in the house. Yeah, it was just us. I mean, no Americans anywhere. I mean, as interior as you can get. Yep. Um, we had a we had a house that we met in in the church, and we we lived in a room in the back of that house. So during the week, they'd have activities like the Hapaises and the Mosas, just like mutual here in the states. But we'd kind of have to wait for everybody to leave at night before we felt like we could you know, relax or be at home or whatever. And is that the same, weird. is that the same house 
Or did was that the same church as it was like when we left? Yeah, yeah. When so we I've left. I've been to, I, I went uh, my last week uh, with Birch and Weiberg and <clears throat> Price. We went to Sosa and hung out for a couple of days. So I and th- I didn't know anybody there, so I was just hanging out. <laughs> So like, I think, oh, man, what am I doing here? I think by the time you went there, the missionaries weren't living there anymore. No, they weren't. The branches. I've been to that church. Though. Yeah, the branch had grown so much they actually built like a a cover over the backyard, and that became yeah. the sacrament or the chapel. And yeah, uh, it was covered. When I was there, we had just a pool out in the backyard that we uh, would do baptisms in, but it got really nasty. We'd have to spend like a whole Saturday just cleaning this thing so we could baptize on Sunday. Gross. And of course, we'd fill it up with water and maybe take a dip or lay in the <laughs> cold water. It was so hot there. <laughs> <laughs> was you and Price? Yeah. Were you there for a while? Uh, I think for two transfers, about three months. And unfortunately, I got hay by shadow back to junior. <laughs> what happened? I I didn't I didn't baptize enough. I didn't produce according to President Marchines. So who were you put with? I got sent to Kaiko with Elder Giulio Vetta. He was his own leader, and I was his junior. What month was this? This was May. This was start of the oh, this is the May. crazy month. Okay, May mayhem. Yep. So I went there, and it was me and uh, Elder Giulio Vetta, and Elder Giovanni was there as the other zone leader. And uh, was the sisters living across the street? No, we were out in Villa del Prince. Oh, you were on the other side? Yeah. Because yeah. there was only sisters in Kaiko, right? Yeah. And so the zone leaders would leave every week. They'd go off and leave me and the other junior companion alone. So we'd go over twice a week and give the sisters blessings for headaches or <laughs> interview their uh, interview their baptisms. They baptized a lot more than we did. So we I did a lot of... Yeah, they were up in like Jerome Vinci Trace up there. And it yeah. Was... <laughs> <laughs> Shooting fish in a barrel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Paula Sesta and uh, Seti Doe, yeah. <laughs> but we we ate a lot of ice yeah. cream and Kaiko at Zezone and yeah. But man, I I loved my I loved my time out there on Sertown out in the interior. I mean the the people were just different than on the coast and just simpler and nicer and. Well, it sounds like you <laughs> haven't even been to the coast yet, and you're already a year. Yeah, I hadn't um, actually. So at the end of May, I got sent to uh, Makaiba just outside of Natal. Yep. And that was my only time near Natal, and I was only there for... Just south of Natal, right? Yeah, I think it's like southwest to the interior. And so I, I spent yep. like um, one transfer there with Elder Hafer. I killed him off. He went home. And, yeah. And uh, we had fun, and he, he'd spent a lot of his mission in Natal, so he took me uh, to the beaches on P-Days and... Uh, Alecrin, I like to go into that uh, that big feira, and uh, I like to go into the the house in Felipe Camarón because they had the big dune right next to it, and we'd go and hang out with the zone leaders there on P days, and it was it was a good time, but it was short lived. Where'd you go? <clears throat> they called me into the office to be the That's right the heir apparent to Jacob S. Paulson. That's right. <laughs> and what month was this? This was. July. Actually, I remember the date because I got called in on that P day. I had to travel, and it was my mom's birthday, so I couldn't email her on her birthday. <laughs> so it was uh, July twenty seventh, two thousand four. I'm trying to remember when I was a zone leader because I'd remember seeing you on 
zone conferences and things in the office. Uh, not zone. I mean, uh, zone leader meetings. Yeah. Uh, I didn't bring all of my mission stuff is in storage. <laughs> <laughs> so I am not prepared. Man, I had to, uh, yeah, you asked me to send you a list of my companions and areas and I had to, I had to think, I had to, it's okay though. I wasted a good hour at work <laughs> thinking and reminiscing about my mission. <laughs> That's fun. But yeah, no, the, the office was, it was really neat. It was, uh, was just, Malco there too? No, he was gone by then. It was just a, a few, Anderson. Yeah. Anderson was there. Okay. So I showed up and it was me and Paulson and Anderson and, um, you know, I really don't. Re- I think it was uh, Elder Alvarez. Dream Anchor. team right there. Yeah, yeah. We all later did summer sales together. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, it was it was neat because uh, President Geschwander had only been out for less than a month as mission president. Yeah, you got to train him, right? I, I guess. I mean, I don't like to say I trained a mission president, but um, I think we exposed him to some things that he quickly wanted to change about the mission. <laughs> 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 okay, you know, I Gay Schwantner called me as a zone Okay. Leader. So I wasn't Martine's zone leader. No, Gay Schwantner called me as a district leader and then a zone leader. So I wasn't even anything. Even though I was I was interviewing people to be baptized as not a district yeah, I think leader. Yeah, that happened anywhere on the mission. Just whoever okay. was available, okay. right? <laughs> yeah, it was it was I was kind of called by my zone leader to do it. So the whole, we're good. The whole sobachiza daum jeto. Just make it happen. Just baptize. Yep. <laughs> but um, no, it was it, what was really good. Um, before my mission, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything really professional or white collar, if you will. Never knew what I wanted to do with my life. And being in the office, I was exposed to more of a professional setting. Um, I always had to work with the church headquarters in Sao Paulo and Salt Lake and submit reports. And I mean, I was a secretary basically, but you know, and then Paulson um, exposed me to Microsoft Excel, (laughs) which if you're an, if you're an accountant, that's all you do is play with Excel all day. So, I mean, I really credit that in a lot of ways to opening my vision or giving me an idea of kind of what I wanted to do after my mission. It was kind of neat. And office managing and there's a lot going on. And it was, it was it was busy, man. We'd uh, we we rarely studied in the morning. You know, we'd wake up at six thirty, and the phones were ringing with missionaries wanting to know where their Mazada was or what their travel plans would be for transfers and just yep. everything. And you um, got to know everybody, you know, everyone's name and all the I, stories and all the all the gossip office or uh, mission gossip that ever went on, right? Yeah, um, some of it was not the most positive stuff to get to know. Some of it was great. You got to rub shoulders with good guys and see them come in on P days or zone comp or zone leader meetings and stuff like that. So it was good in a lot of ways. Every once in a while, you'd have a, a trouble missionary that president have you babysit for a week while he was trying to figure out where to transfer him. Had a couple that he called in suddenly to send them home and made travel <clears throat> arrangements and drove them to the airport and just you know, some, like I said, some stuff that wasn't great and then some stuff that was really great about it. Um, but yeah, so I yeah. spent five months there, end of July till uh, the end of December, and then I got sent out to uh, to Kaiko again to Villa do Principe with uh, 
Birch is my companion, and you were there. You and Birch were the zone leaders, and we had a uh, Elder Felipe in the house. <laughs> <laughs> you said you said we're not making fun of people on this podcast, Chad. So <laughs> we're not. We can talk later after we cut. But yeah, I only got to be. There's a there's a there's a post recording <laughs> portion of the phone call. <laughs> so yeah, I got to be. Uh, I only, I was only there for three weeks with you guys. Really? But, yeah, but I a, got. That was a pretty action-packed or you got to know a lot of people yeah and we did a lot in those three weeks it seems well yeah because we spent christmas and new year's there together that's right uh, we we had big barbecue and (laughs) birch with his intestinal issues eating all that cheese and And there was the flame shorts right (laughs) yeah the flame shorts (laughs) just so people are listening the flame shorts were elder felipe and it's not what it sounds like it was all (laughs) Nothing, nothing bad sure going that, on. That, oh, there's a picture of flame <laughs> shorts because we were watching movies in the uh, in the church on the VCR or whatever on the DVD player. Yeah. For what was that? Christmas. Yeah. And then New Year's we hung out at um. Uh, the Don- with the Dantas family. With no. Clown and Hedginalda. No, we had a barbecue up at uh. Oh, that was Christmas. Was that Christmas? Yeah, What's I'm your trying name? to remember. Francisca Barretta? I think so, yeah. We called her a different name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I don't think she had any teeth. So. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I remember the name now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Christmas was uh, a barbecue there. Yeah. And then uh, New Year's was with the Dantas with Jainara and Hayara and... and um, I don't even know their name. Paisinho and Paisinho. I think it was just Juan and Heginalda, I believe, was their name. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I got to give a shout-out, though, because those were baptisms of Elder Pickett and Elder Chaffin, who were there before me. And it was really fun even those three weeks being there because those two uh, left some good people behind. And hopefully those two are on the podcast at some point. I like those guys a lot. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. So, let's see. I'm looking at my I, list. I'm not going to. Oh man, I I just imagine talking to a Brazilian and me being recorded speaking broken Portuguese. <laughs> it's the most embarrassing thing I can think of. <laughs> I'll I'll help you. Let me help you if you need. <laughs> well, that's the problem is I want to speak to him, but I don't want everyone to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you speak English and I'll interpret for you. Okay. <laughs> on the podcast. Um. Yeah. So. After Kaiko, I think Prez told me when he sent me out there that it would just be a short stint to get my feet wet after five months of being in the office. So three weeks there. And then, Who did you replace? Who was Birch's? Wasn't it Antonelli or something? I don't remember. I think it might have. It wasn't Chaffin, was it? No, Birch and Chaffin were together. Yeah. Were they? Yeah, Chaffin. And then Chaffin got. I think he got into Chaffin's place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and he was a. Uh, yeah, people loved him there though. He did some good I was work there, there for so so long. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Kaiko, I spent probably a year. Oh, I got to throw out another memory of Kaiko, and that's the uh, Guadana dos Amazonas right there behind the bus station. Oh, man, so much caffeine would keep me up all night. <laughs> that room that I stayed in was so hot. I was right next to the wall, and it was like 102 degrees. And oh, so yeah. I had this water bottle that I'd spray in the fan, and it would come and spray on me. 
And so I take my mattress and go sleep on the balcony. <laughs> that was a hot house, man. That was like a just a hot box. I remember that. And we were right across the street from the sisters. Yep. Were you there when like, we had a, like water balloon fights and stuff like that? No, I wasn't. No, that was with Pickett. Pickett and Shafine and me and I think um, Lopes. Oh, okay. We had uh, water balloon fights and we went trick-or-treating. And You went trick-or-treating? Yeah, it was Halloween. We took our pillowcases and dressed up in our soccer jerseys and went and trick-or-treated. They had to go grab food from their house and give it to us. <laughs> Can't believe that we lived just right across the street from the sisters. Isn't that kind of... Kind of funny. They were they were good, you know, like I always had this impression of sisters and then I, being in the office, I dealt with them a lot on the phone and spending time in Kaiko. Kaiko was always just the land of the sisters and got to know a lot of them and man, they... They baptized a lot. They worked hard. They were actually, you know, just easy to work with. And just, I, I mean, I, they were great missionaries, the ones that I interacted with. But Yeah, there was uh, Hoberry and um, <clears throat> Nauman and... Sister Wilson. Um, Wilson. Who else? I'm trying to think of the ones that were there when I was there. I can remember a lot from earlier in my mission, too, when I was in the office. There was that... Uh, Brazilian sister, Sister Freitas. She was really short. Salazar had a huge crush on Sister Freitas. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I think, I think you might be thinking of a different one. No, sister. it was Sister Lowe and Sister Freitas. Like they, they were there right when I moved in, in my first area. Is that a different sister? I, yeah, I thought she came... No, yeah, she would have been there, so... I don't Salazar. Know. Elder Salazar? Because I thought he was way older than us in the mission. He was pretty old, yeah. It was my first area. Oh, I don't think she would have been around then. Because I, I think I remember her arriving in the mission, and I was about a year out when she came. It was my first stint in Kaiko, I believe. Oh, but... I'm, think, I'm thinking about oh, Prada? I don't know. Oh, well. I'll have to look it up. Either way, on my, uh, mission romance. Whatever. <laughs> Salazar. Weird I miss Salazar. Is he the one that ended up going to... Uh, Mosoro after the mission, marrying a gal from there yeah. and staying there. Okay. Yeah, I met him. Um, I went back after the mission and visited Mosoro, even though I'd never served there. Yeah. I went with Malco and he actually fed us breakfast one day. Really nice guy, but yeah, I never I, I met Salazar. him on a mission. Yeah, he was in my first area. I was It was Dylan and me and Salazar and um, Porter. Oh, okay. Fun house. That was my first area. Yeah, it was great. So, yeah, so I, I digress. Um, so yeah, I I got out of Kaiko and got sent back to Campina Grande again. As a senior? Um yeah, finally as a senior again. <laughs> <laughs> so that was in that was in January. So 7 months. Well, you were a senior in the office. How did it work in the office? Yeah, I was after Paulson went back out to the field, I was a senior in the office for about three transfers and uh we we had an area and we worked and we actually baptized quite a bit considering that we only worked from 5 in the afternoon till 9 at night. Yep. But, yeah, so I was a senior there, but it was a different kind of deal. And then, see, so yeah, I went back to Campina. It was my uh, fourth ward in Campina Grande. I ended up spending, I think, in total, like 13 or 14 months of my mission in that city. Um, in like two In two houses. You know, I was really upset when I got sent back and uh, didn't want to go I back. I remember that. And that ended up being that my... Was- that ended up being my best area as far as like just success yeah. and um, people and 
I probably am in touch with more people from that area than anywhere else on my mission. But, um, yeah, I had Elder Inman, and he'd only been in the field for about six weeks when I got there, and he was really good. And, you know, I've, I've lost track of him. I, I don't, don't even know, know who he that is, is now. And he was really, he was a really quiet kid. I guess this uh, is a wasn't February, your typical, right? Or something, or January of 2005? January. January 05. Um, to about, yeah, to about the beginning of May. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I ever met him. Back to come. Maybe yeah, he was. Uh, he wasn't your. He wasn't your typical Utah, Idaho, Arizona Mormon kid. His dad was in the military. He lived all over the place, and uh, he was really interesting. Really good at basketball too. I'll have to look him up. Fun. Maybe I recognize him. Fun to hang out with. Um, yeah, but I only had him for one transfer, and then um, Prez sent me a kid to train, Elder Dane. Yeah. Dane Allen. Yeah. He went by his first name. He's from uh, Logan, actually from Benson. And we just, we had a blast together. Just this funny kid. This is in Campina? In yeah, still in Campina. <laughs> you got to get out of there, Mauer. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I mean, we we blew it up and we had, we baptized complete families. This was when they were doing like Zona G. Poder. And <laughs> I had Elder Julie Veda and Elder Posey were my zone leaders and I was a district leader and we just, we had a blast, but. I lived in this house with Elder Walsh and uh, Elder Pedro. I don't know if you met Elder Walsh. I think so. Blonde guy from Arizona. Really yeah. cool, too. Elder Pedro was funny. He was from Minas Gerais. Uh, very black, very dark-skinned, and he'd always <laughs> make jokes about himself and, you know, how they were down in Brazil. Race wasn't a taboo subject, but, <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fun in that house. Um, just baptized some really good people. And then... Uh, president came and interviewed me and I had one transfer left and he said what do you want to do to finish your mission you did a great job in the office I owe you I said I want to finish here and he said okay we'll do it and then he transferred you yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep, he, he sent me to João Pessoa my first time getting into wow. a, really, a coastal city how so, was that um Again, I was mad. I didn't want to because I just love my area. And um, I ended up uh, with Elder Carlos, who had only been out one transfer, um, Brazilian mm -hmm. kid from Ribeirão Preto. And um, he had been trained by um, Elder Harvey. Yay. <laughs> I, love, I love Elder Harvey, man. You got to get him on the podcast. He would be one of your more interesting interviews. <laughs> But, um, yeah, me and Elder Carlos, we worked hard. It was rainy season. I had holes in the bottoms of my shoes at the end of my mission yep. and just sloshed around, wet feet everywhere we went. And, I had uh, holes in the bottom of my shoes, and me and uh, Mika went into town, and I bought some suede shoes <laughs> that were too tight. So <laughs> I still have them. They're awesome. Oh, you have them still? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we it was it was fun. I I really don't remember being too trunky. Worked hard till the end. I I was a district leader there, and so I kind of had some little. This was after preach my gospel had been released, so there were some new things, a little more responsibility, things to keep me focused and motivated. And we baptized some really good people there. We baptized a girl and her mom. The girl was about eighteen at the time. She ended up serving a mission. She's been sealed in the temple now. Awesome. Uh, the, the mom still goes to church. And then her sister, we couldn't quite get her baptized. Some probably six, seven months later after my mission, she ended up getting baptized. And she's now sealed in the temple, too. So 
just shows, even though I didn't want to go there for the end of my mission, that some good things happened there. But yeah, so that, that takes me to the end of the mission. Oh, well, I got to tell you about my mission tour at the end, though, because that was one of my favorite memories. Yeah. I heard about like the, the car wreck and the uh, being stranded at the airport. Was that the same Oh, no, story? that was... That was my return trip to Brazil. Um, no, the very <laughs> oh the tour, like the last week. Yeah, the very end of the mission. Got it. Um, the mission tour. Got it. Let's let's hear you, about that. Do you remember Elder Tavares? Yeah. Short kid from uh, Porto Velho, Rondônia, yeah. out there in the Amazon. Um, yep. He most of his mission was also out in the set down where I was, and he also had his family came from some small towns even further west of Souza. So our mission hadn't even expanded out there, but still in Paraíba. And so Prez said, yeah, go uh, meet your long-lost relatives, get their information so you can start on your family history work when you get home. So we, uh, Tavadis and I met in Campina, and we got on a bus at like 10 o'clock at night, and there were no seats left. <laughs> so we had to, we had to stand, <laughs> and we arrived in Cajazeiras at 6 a.m. <laughs> the next day. We stood all through the night on a bus. <laughs> and um, this was in June, so it was in the middle of San Juan. Yep. 6 a.m., I kid you not, we get off the bus, and there is a band out there wearing their uh, their hats, the Chapez de Lumpion. Yeah. And they're dressed in full-on, like, Certanejo traditional clothes. With fires and smoke everywhere. Yep, playing their, their triangles and their guitars and stuff, <laughs> and... We, we got off the bus at 6 a.m. in the bus station. They were doing that and frying uh, corn right there, grilling corn. <laughs> so and I, I just couldn't believe it. And so we got there, and then we found a, a moto taxi that would take us to the next small town called uh, San Juan do Rio do Pesci. Where did you sleep? Which we stood on the bus, dude. We didn't no, I sleep. mean, did you sleep that day? <laughs> you pulled an all-nighter? Okay. Yeah, we pulled an all-nighter, got off the bus. I brushed my teeth. I remember in that dirty bathroom. And then uh, <laughs> we had a moto taxi take us to the next town over a few miles. And that's where Tavadi's family was from. And I, we rolled into town, and every store was called, like, Tavadi's Hardware, Tavadi's Furniture. <laughs> 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 They're probably all inbred, you know, but yep. all related. And we, we show up at this house, and it was his uh, grandfather's sister. And uh, I pulled out a hammock and went to sleep on their porch. <laughs> and I don't know what Tavadis did. He was reminiscing, getting names. I, I woke up a few hours later, didn't know what time it was, just totally confused. <laughs> and then they took us out to their, their sitio, out to their little ranch. And again, on motorcycles, just out through. And it was awesome. We were going out through cotton fields, just out in the middle of nowhere. Went through a couple of small rivers, like had to yep. hold your feet up. Yep. and. <laughs> Um, got some, I have some really cool pictures standing in the cotton fields out on the set down and it was kind of fitting cause that's, that's where my mission was. I, that was fun kind of ending it that way. And then made our way back East, stopped in Sosa, saw some people again, we stopped in Patos and saw some of my baptisms. And then we went back to the office and that was our tour at the end. Yeah. Just the two of us kind of touring Paraiba. Oh, that's super but, fun. And then you went home with all your, the, the power <clears throat> group, huh? I don't know. I mean, I wasn't, I, I don't think I made the group powerful, but yeah, there were some good elders in our group and um, <laughs> had a good time. It was fun going home to see the guys from our MTC district that served in the Santa Maria mission. We met up and flew home together in the airport. Oh yeah? That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
yeah, saw a couple of them, and uh, yeah, it was fun. And then, uh, like I said, a um, couple weeks after I got home, I had my homecoming talk, and Elder Malkovich, and uh, Elder Talmadge, and um, Elder Anthony came, and Elder Clayton, four of them, they rolled up, and Elder Jordan, so there were five of them. Jordan Maurer? They'd, yeah, yeah. So they uh, they drove up from Utah for my talk and awesome. hung out. Yeah, it was really fun. And then uh, right there on the spot, I remember my backyard, Malkovich, is like, dude, I'm going back to Brazil in six months. Do you want to go? I was like, oh, I don't know. I got school. He's like, did Marchins not teach you anything? Make a commitment. Make it happen. Dom Jato, let's go. So I was like, yeah, sure. So then for like the next six months while going to school, I'd work a lot on the side at night and on the weekends for my dad and save my money and went back to Brazil uh, just after Christmas of 05 and spent, um, yep. we spent New Year's down there and that was crazy to not be a missionary, but um, <laughs> New Year's on the beach in João Pessoa. Uh, I, we almost got mugged a couple of times because Malkovich was carrying around a camera recording everything <laughs> So who was uh who was it with you? Oh, so yeah, we uh it was me and Malco and um Elder Watts and Elder Summers. Yep. We flew into Sao Paulo and Malkovich <clears throat> had screwed up on the flights. So we didn't have a domestic flight and we drove from Sao Paulo on the Bayahi one oh one all the way through Sao Paulo, <laughs> then Rio. Uh, then I think it was Espirito Santo, then Salvador, Sergipe, Alagoas, mm-hmm. uh, Pernambuco. So I think I've been to like 10 states or something like that in Brazil. Yeah, that's but awesome. We marathon drove uh, 40 hours, just everybody switching off, taking turns sleeping. Um, I wrecked our car in Rio. That was you? Yes. That was you. So <laughs> we, um, it, it was just a two-lane highway, and we were trying to go fast, and we were passing uh, big semi trucks on the right hand shoulder that wasn't a lane. Right. I was going about 85 and there was a bridge and uh, <laughs> the truck sped up so I couldn't zip in front of it. And so I laid on the brakes and we skidded into the, the guardrail on the bridge. <laughs> um, and all it did was put a hole in the bumper. And as soon as we realized the car ran and we realized that the insurance policy wasn't very much split four ways with the exchange rate, we all just started laughing and, started taking the car off of jumps for the rest of our trip. <laughs> but along the way, we stopped in Maceo and saw Elder Rodriguez. Do you remember him? Yeah. So we stopped and saw him and met his family. It was like 2 a.m. And he told us, when you come through, I don't care what time it is, you guys stop. What city was this? Uh, in Maceo. Okay. Maceo, Alagoas. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we stopped there and uh, met his family and spent some time at their house, showered. <laughs> And uh, drove on up to João Pessoa, and then we all all told we spent about two weeks. And then you kind of split off, right? You and Malco went off, and uh, yeah. how did you do that? Did someone take a bus and someone take the car? No, uh, Watts and Summers rented another car once we got to João Pessoa. Oh, okay, and yeah. The two of them, I think they spent most of their time in like Natal and João Pessoa in the coastal cities. Yeah, 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 because I remember um, hearing about it. Summers is one of my favorite people. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's funny. I hope you get him. He's, his Portuguese probably good. I think he married a Brazilian gal, so you might want to get him on the podcast. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm Facebook friends with him. <laughs> I haven't talked to him since the mission. 
Oh, hit him up. Make him do it. Tell him I need said. to. <laughs> but yeah, we had, we had a blast. Malco and I, we again, we toured Paraiba, went all the way out to Sosa, um, went up to Mosoro to see some of his people, went to Natal, <laughs> basically everywhere but Kaiko. I went everywhere but Kaiko on that return Why didn't you trip. go to Kaiko? It just, uh, um, I think we drove through it one night, um, but it oh, was that's, like, that's late, yeah. But, uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of, like, solid baptisms there like you did. I, I spent <laughs> nine weeks there. You think I had solid baptisms anywhere? <laughs> well... Okay, so so I was there. I was there month of May, so you can count all of those out. And then um, I was just there for three weeks with Birch. So, <laughs> but yeah, but but we realized after driving all the way from São Paulo to João Pessoa that we did not want to drive back down to São Paulo. We yep. thought we would probably die along the way. Yeah, that's good. So we stuff. We, we ended up getting flights, and uh, um. Yeah, we we got stranded in the airport on the way home because uh, we were flying on standby, and it was December or it was January, and that's just their fetty is down there, their holidays. So I think we spent like four days sleeping in the airport and trying to get on flights. And finally, Wath and I each bought one-way return tickets to the U.S. I bought mine on a credit card. <laughs> Felt like yep. my life was over at the time. Um, and then the <laughs> then the very next day. Those guys all got on flights, the guys that we left behind. <laughs> there were some more guys that went with us, but they split off and went to another mission. Yeah, I remember hearing that story. You guys were all stressed about school starting the next day, and you got to get home or else your life is over. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I mean, look, at, at the time, I felt like it was just this giant failure. I spent all this money, and but yeah. looking back, I'm so glad I did it. I didn't have kids. I hadn't met my wife yet, so I just kind of carefree, went yep. to the beach, wrecked a car. Um <laughs> Threw eggs at the transvestite prostitutes that used to catcall me in Juan Pessoa when I was in the <laughs> office. <laughs> Did they, they recognize you? No, I don't think so. They hung out on this one street that I had to walk on every night going back to the office. And they'd always just say the vulgar things. So one night we're sitting in the hotel and we were all really bored. It was like 2 a.m. And it was me and Watts and Summers and Malco. And I was like, well, we can go throw eggs at the tranny prostitutes up on the Epitacio Pessoa and we're like yeah let's do it and so we make one pass and just paste them with eggs and go around the block and we're about to hit them again and we're all looking out the right side of the car and all of a sudden the driver's side door gets nailed with a brick oh, one of them man. one of them was hiding in a tree on the other side of the oh, road waiting man. for us to come back <laughs> <laughs> if, if it had hit the car like two inches higher it would have flown through the glass and hit whoever was yeah. driving <laughs> oh man that's the best even though <laughs> even though we weren't being righteous i think we were still protected even though we were being so did you did you yarp anybody <laughs> um i don't think i yarped in in brazil when i was there but <laughs> <laughs> How do you even explain yarping on a podcast? Like, you have to experience it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's just let let people. Uh, that's a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you this: this last summer, when I got sent to the UK for work, I did a yarp in the UK. So it's uh, it's been done in two hemispheres now, on two continents. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that was. I just. Uh, it's fun to think about the mission and remember it. And I think about it every day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think, Oh, this, this is how it was in Brazil or this happened. And um, yeah, every time just, I smell uh, like wet garbage, 
I'm like, hey, that's how some hills build. I will because in Las Vegas there's some pretty nasty hot dumpsters. Yeah, yeah. Like, like next to restaurants or whatever, just because it's hot and dry and it never rains, and so garbage just sits there and boils, you know. <laughs> and and so like we're walking past a dumpster on the way to our restaurant, and and we're like, oh, that stinks. I'm like, kind of smells like baie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. You know, here like a storm drain got backed up and it smelled like that raw sewage smell and i was like my wife was like oh that's awful i'm like oh that's brazil <laughs> <laughs> i still so uh so you went through two years i've got a couple of questions uh like what are some memories of p days um i Do mean any I, fun things i think i hit some of them uh anytime i went to the beach even just to sit there on the sand and take some pictures that was always fun for me because i surfed so much on the interior it was just really exciting for me to see the beach yeah um i i like going to the flea markets a lot and just seeing all the crap that i never bought then at the end you know i bought some hedgies that i brought home yeah <laughs> still have still have a couple of them um, i still got some sweet leather hats yeah i still have a, a hat that i brought home um, every time I put it on, my kids start laughing and it's the coolest thing. Um, actually, yeah, I tried to recruit you to do this once on a P day and you didn't want to, but one of the things I enjoyed doing on P day, cause I served out in the boonies so much is I'd go find guys at the bus station with their suburbans or their vans. And we'd just have them take us over to like the next little small town. Um, you know, yeah, that's, where they, that's one of my, uh, that's one of my biggest regrets actually, <laughs> where they never really want Americans and you just go walk around and just see stuff. Um, I, yeah, I, I really wanted to, I don't know why I didn't. It's one of my biggest regrets. <laughs> it's, it's really sad. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks for bringing one, that up. One fun one that I did, uh, when I was in Campina Grande and Monte Castello toward the end of my mission, I was training Elder Dane. Um, we, we yeah. knew a member really well named Fabio Hamos, and he taught, he didn't even speak English, but he was an English teacher, go figure. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> he taught English in a, um, like, Jesuit school in a town up in the mountains north of Campina. And I, I can't remember the name of the town. I mean, if I pulled it up on Google Maps, I could tell you, but it was this really picturesque, really, really cool town up, like, just up on these mountains. And there was... Even a like agricultural college up there, I guess the equivalent of a state school here in the states, and where they did a lot of experiments and grew stuff. And he knew some people at the university, and they gave us some tours of their like honeybees. And we went to this school, and it was in a huge cathedral in this tiny town out in the middle of nowhere. And just walked around town and checked things out, and just had a blast. I don't think I don't think they ever saw Americans there or anything either. But yeah, <laughs> who's talking to you? Oh, my daughter. She she brought me my slippers. <laughs> Just <laughs> randomly brought me my slippers. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, are you going to bed? Yep. Oh, they smell good. You got into the lotion. That's the three year old. She likes lotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have three boys, so it's just straight boys. Yeah, it's been it's been exciting to have a boy. <laughs> to finally get one after two girls. Love my girls. I think the boy's lucky because the girls maybe softened me up a bit before he came. But Yeah, I was thinking about it. And in my life, there's only my mom <laughs> and my wife. 
They're the two girls because I only have brothers and I only have sons. Nice. <laughs> like I don't know any other girls. Well, I hope you have daughter. Hey, Elder Birch just found out that he's having his fourth daughter. No boys yet. So yeah, he's he's agreed. I, I sent him a text or a Facebook message. He's like, "Hey, do you want to do a podcast?" And he was all, "Oh man, I just moved. I can't do it." I'm like, "What are you talking about? You can't do it." It's like, "But let me know." So I want to listen. I'm like, "It will be a sweet surprise that now we can do it over Skype. <laughs> you don't have to be in person, Birch." So I, you're, I you're just. I just hung out with him. I was in Atlanta for work, and he lives down there. So yeah. I went to I went to a baseball game with him and his family when I was there. It was good. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, what are your favorite foods? Least favorite foods from uh, Brazil. Favorite foods: beans and rice, and and churrasco. I mean, we have a, a Tucanos here in Boise, and yeah. I go there once or twice a year. And on your birthdays. Eat. We do the birthday month. <laughs> it's the only way to go. Yep. But During go, lunch on your birthday, $13 feeds the whole family. Yes, and it feeds you. I, I eat till I get sick, and every time I eat there, I'm like, I'm never eating here again. And <laughs> That's my favorite food. Um, I miss the juice. Uh, maracujá, uh, mamon, manga, just all of it. It's so what good. What do you think about acerola? Um, I liked acetola a lot too. What do you think about too. caju? I could never like caju. I tried, you know, it's like I, I could never acquire a taste. It was that chalky texture. It was a chalky that the... makes your tongue itch afterwards. Yeah, it makes your throat feel dry. Yeah. You always feel thirsty. I loved it. Did you? I did. <laughs> I like um, when I went back, I, I went out, when I went back to Brazil, I went out to this farm that someone owned. And they had like orchards with all these different trees. And I, I have a picture holding a caju where you yeah. can see the, the nut on the top. And I like showing that to people and telling them where the, the cashew nut comes from. Because people don't know that. They don't yep. know that there's like the big fruit attached to it. Yeah, what, it about, um, uh, what about farinha or farofa? <laughs> oh, dude, when I go to um, Tucano's, I put that on my beans and rice. I love that stuff. <laughs> There's a Brazilian store in San Jose, California that we go to whenever I'm in California. And they have a manioc flour, which is the farinha. Uh And so I just take a can of black beans, get one of those links of Polska Kielbasa from like the grocery store that's the plastic wrap, cut cut that up, fry it, pour in a can of black beans, put some uh, garlic, salt and pepper and uh, some intestines and chicken's feet and different things to season it. <laughs> yeah. That's some there's another. I think it's turmeric. It's not turmeric. What is it called? Some other seasoning that I put on there and then just cover it in manioc flour. Oh, <laughs> it's so <yeah>. good. <laughs> I love that stuff. Um yeah, that was that was my favorite food though. Guaraná. Anytime I can find guaraná, I buy it. Um I found a little store here in Burley, Idaho. It's like between here and where my parents live near Pocatello. So every time I go home, I stop and buy mass amounts of it and keep it in my Where's this? fridge in my garage. Where is it called? It's called Farmer's Corner. It's Why would they south. have a I don't know. I asked the people <laughs> in there and they're like, our, our distributor said, he said, there's a lot of Mormon people here. You guys will sell a lot of this. And they do. In fact, <laughs> every time every time I go, I have to call ahead and make sure they have it in stock because it sells fast. So I awesome. I keep it in my my fridge out in my garage. I always have a cold can of guadana. Yeah. When I when I mow my lawn, I like to sit there and look at the grass and sip on my guadana like Hank Hill on King of the Hill. 
<laughs> Tell my wife I'm having a cold one and she tells me I'm a dork. <laughs> yeah, people don't appreciate it. I try no. to share it with family and my in-laws. I just keep it to myself. <laughs> yep, so do I. And that's fine with me. <laughs> Did you like any of the desserts like the goyabadas and the uh, pave? Yes, but my my favorite dessert from there is a uh, mousse jimata kuja. That that's just the best stuff ever. Have not found that or anything like it here in the states. Maybe I should get a recipe, but I don't know where I would even be able to buy passion fruit here. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Every time I see, um, was it papaya? Papaya? I think of birch making papaya smoothies <laughs> to help with his intestines. <laughs> An oatmeal. He ate so oh, much oatmeal. Oh, poor Birch. <laughs> I was joking with him about that just a couple weeks ago. <laughs> what were your least favorite foods? Um, a couple times I was served liver, and yeah, the reason either like brain or anything like that. I never had. Oh, so here's one. Do you Some remember brain? Do you remember what was that? It was mostly a, a Padaiba thing out on the Sertown, way out, way out. It was like a traditional dish. You can have Bouchada Jiboji or Bouchada Ji, uh how do you say lamb in Portuguese? Oh, Corvalio? No, that's horse. Man, I'm really bad. How do you say yeah. sheep? I don't Car- even know. Is, is it Carnado? I don't know. <laughs> I told. I thought you were good at Portuguese. Now. Yeah, you know, little words escape. The grammar's still there, but some of the vocabulary you lose. I'll look. It's Cordero. Cordero. It's Cordero. Cordero. Yeah. Yeah. So you can have uh, either one of those. They take the stomach out of either the lamb or the goat, and they clean the stomach out, and then they stuff it full of intestines, kidney, liver, all of the innards. How are we on time? Are we good? Um, we are good. I was just looking at the okay. phone because my wife hasn't called me yet today. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I was going to answer it on the podcast and say that I'm doing a podcast. Oh, that would have been great. I'm um, waiting for it. It's going to happen. <laughs> so they, they do, though. They stuff the stomach full of all of that stuff, all of the innards, and then they sew the stomach back shut with a needle and thread, and then they bake it. And so in one of my last areas – there was a pretty wealthy member. He's like, you're going home soon. What do you want for lunch? I was like, I've never tried bouchada. I'd like to try it. And he had some made for us. And it, What's that stuff called in Scotland? It's the same stuff, isn't it? Where they the haggis. Test- haggis. Is haggis like it? I don't know. I've never been to Scotland or eaten that. But yeah, so I ate this stuff and it was awful. Fortunately, this guy was kind of more well-to-do and he didn't get offended if you didn't finish your plate and he's like listen elders if it's gross you don't have to finish it i get it we're like great because this is awful um <laughs> and uh i had a, for three days a... for three days i could smell that stuff when i would sweat it was that bad oh. so that's my least favorite food from brazil <laughs> and uh arcutus dunas me and gualberto did a service project for some people that we were kind of teaching we're cleaning up their yard, and they had this soup going. They called it bone soup. Hmm. So they like grind up bones and make it into a soup, and it was the grossest thing I've ever had. Yeah, that sounds terrible. So gross. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> also, I didn't like um, super runny pinto beans. 
Yeah. Oh, I was going to bring up. Do you remember Feijão Vergi when you were in yeah. Kaiko? Yeah. I never got that anywhere but in those far out I areas. I loved dry Feijão Vergi. With farofa. With farofa. Dry <laughs> beans yes. and rice was the best thing ever. I, I don't like I don't like soups and I don't like super wet beans. Yeah. And that's why I think I like farinha or farofa the, the most because I just pour it on and it would soak up all the liquid. Yeah. So good. good stuff. But Feijão Vergi, I can't believe you're the only person I know ever. Let Hey, listeners, let me know if you like Feijão Vergi. Yeah, I love that. But I think it's just I cannot you. find it here. In fact, <laughs> I have a friend here whose wife is from Sao Paulo, and they invited us over for New Year's yeah. and invited a whole bunch of Brazilian friends that live here in the area. And there were probably yeah. 10 Brazilians there, and I asked them all if they knew what Feijão Vergi was. None of them knew what I was talking about. They looked at me like I was an idiot. Yeah, they only know black beans or brown beans. Yeah, they were from all over it. different parts of Brazil, except for Paraíba, and none of them knew what I was asking about. I was like, come on, I want to find it here. I want to make it, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, there was a lady in Kaiko, <laughs> Nin name. what's her name? And she'd make Feijão Verde all the time, and I loved it. Yeah. yeah. She was great. I yeah, spent probably, stuff. what, nine months in Kaiko? You were there that long. And... And then a year in Nova Natal. Oh. All together. So I was in Zona Norch and Kaiko the whole mission except for four months in Baye. And Baye is not a cool place. <laughs> That's not one. Was no, it? it was pretty cool. It was, I was in Mulchi Round. Mulchi Down? Mulchi Down. Mulchi Round. I don't know. It was up on the hill, super poor. Had to take a bus hmm. to get to our area. Um. It wore on you. Like after four months, I was done. Like it, it, it I was never so exhausted after that area. It, it, it does something to your, your, it's just, your, your mind. It's just one of it those places where I never thought, oh, I would like to serve in Baye. I don't think anybody ever thought that. <laughs> but I think, I think people liked it once they got there, you know. It was the best house. So it was like a, a mix it was the best house I ever lived in. Where was your best house? Best house in terms of people you lived with or accommodations? Nope, just accommodations, just how, the nicest house. I mean, the office. <laughs> <laughs> I suck. <laughs> the worst thing I've ever heard. I remember how hot and sweaty you were after coming from the office to Kaiko. And you had, I had, we had to walk across that bridge into the sun after lunch. And it was so, so hot. And then at night. <laughs> I didn't even have a tan anymore when I got out of the office. I, I had to get burnt all over again. I know. But that, that yeah, that, I mean, we had a maid that came and cleaned the office. And then she'd go clean our room and bathroom every single day. Like, every day, our bathroom was scrubbed. <laughs> like, it was so cool. Yeah, we, I can't remember a house that didn't have poo paper <laughs> in the bathroom, overflowing. Oh yeah, we could we could flush the poo paper in the office. We had good plumbing, and <laughs> um, President Geshwantner had a maid at his house, and she liked us. And one day she asked if we wanted her to wash our clothes, and she yeah. did. And they had a dryer with fabric softener. Yeah, and I I got my clothes back from her and i just remember like smelling my clothes like and it made me feel like i was in the states and it, it was and they were soft it didn't feel like you were putting sandpaper on no do you remember like putting so, your garments up on the line 
taking the garments off and they were boomerang shaped. Yeah. Like they were stiff. <laughs> they didn't like they weren't closed anymore. <laughs> you could just take them off in one piece. Yeah, they just changed <laughs> shape too. They never fit right after a while. <laughs> but yeah, she washed her clothes and it was like, eh, it was so good. <laughs> but no. Well, I lost I lost 20 pounds right in my first two months in the field. And so my pants were super baggy all the time. I had like size 36 or 38 garments or whatever. So they were down past the knees and always wet and sweaty. Nice. <laughs> oh, and then coming home from lunch, you take off your shirt and tie and put it in front of a, a fan <laughs> and then so it can dry off <laughs> so you can put it back on after lunch. Oh, you're, just, you're never dry for two years, man. <laughs> Unless you're... I tell people, I tell people, like people talk about their missions in Europe or stateside or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I went camping for two years, but I had to wear church shoes, pants, and a tie every day. <laughs> I don't know, though. Every time I think about how bad it was in those terms, I think about missionaries that went to Manaus or Belain, and I'm like, no, I had it good. I'm good. <laughs> that would suck way no, worse to go to the was... Amazon. It was bad, but the hot season in Kaiko was pretty hot, though. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. It's all right. I really liked it, though. Sometimes I have dreams and I'm back on the mission. Yeah. Still. Ten years later. My my <laughs> wife says every once in a while that she'll hear me talking in my sleep in Portuguese. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> it, but she says I do once in a while. But... But, um... What were some of your favorite people? I mean, my companions, I went through the list and talked about all of them. And Yeah, what about roommates or non-companions? Oh, I mean, Elder Tavadis and Elder Cesar and Elder Giovanni. The four of us were really tight. We, we still are to this day. We talk a lot on, on Facebook and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm almost done. Gotta help put the kids to bed when I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty late there. I mean, I'm on Pacific time. Oh no, it's not too bad though. But yeah, the I I really loved those three uh, Brazilian elders. I they're some of my best friends. Um, you know, and there's some American ones that I I really liked. Um, I, I really liked Elder Meekum and Elder Birch and and Paulson too. So you hung out with um, Birch. Who have you kept in contact and have hung out with since the mission and in the last couple of years? Um, not much. I've tried to keep in touch with uh, Elder Tyler a little bit here and there. We were good friends on the mission. Um, yeah. He was in my group. Yeah, I liked him. Birch, um, just saw him. I mean, I'll I'll exchange comments once in a while with you or with Meekum on on Facebook and Instagram. But as far as like guys that I've actually seen in the last couple of years, not too many. Uh, yeah. Malco and I talk a bit. Paulson and I, but. That's about it. Anybody live in Idaho from the mission? Um, no, not not that I know of. Not here in Boise. Um, yeah, nobody here. You ever meet Squire? Uh, uh-uh, uh, never knew him. Squire was my last companion in Natal, and we were in the same stake in Riverdale. Oh, and he was in the young men's, and I was in the young men's, and so our basketball teams would play against each other. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So he was the coach and I was the coach. <laughs> so that was that was pretty fun. Um, Birch lived in Layton, and I lived in Ogden. 
and or and he then he lived in Roy. We were like five minutes away from each other. Never hung out. Huh. It's just so hard. It's it's hard to do anything. Yeah. With guys when you have a family. I know. I, I get home from work and I I hang out with my kids. I don't go hang out with the guys. But what time do you, do you get home from work? Uh, usually about five thirty in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah, I have it pretty good, pretty cush. Um, have you been to any mission reunions? Last time I went was probably 2008, maybe 2009. Does the crowd? No, two, a couple of years ago, there was a Tucano's dinner that, uh, um, Sorensen, Sorens put together or emailed a bunch of people and said, Hey, let's meet up at Tucano's. Uh-huh. Park was there. Sorens was there. I met Dane there for the first oh, time. Oh, cool. Yeah. He talked about you. Yeah. I think he, he knew me from stories that you told. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, get so, that yeah. kid on the podcast. <laughs> I met him after the mission at that <laughs> one dinner at Tucano's, and that was a couple years ago. So, yeah, maybe. Maybe you can do a co-host on that one. Okay. Um, yeah, I Some of these to... I might do a co-host. Most of them I'll do a, a one-on-one. I went. Because, I mean... Easy. Yeah, I was gonna say I went to a, a mission reunion about six months after I got home. President Marchin, Sister Marchin's hosted it. Yeah, yeah. I went to that one. And that's the only one I've ever been to. That one was a good one. Summers was there. Um, everybody. Everyone was there. was there. I was living at. I was at BYU, so it was just a walk across campus for me. It was really nice. Yeah, I think that's when I actually went and visited you and Beach when you were roommates for a semester. <laughs> went over to your apartment once. That's right. You were there, huh? Yeah. In the basement of the Elms. Yeah, that's where I met my wife. <laughs> the most nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I have. Our stories are really similar, as in met our girlfriends before summer sales, dated over the phone, and yeah. then got married in December. Yeah, both of us, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I guess I had my first boy in February of 2008. And then you okay. had your first girl in the fall of 2008. Yeah, yeah, in September. We're not we're not too far off. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Meekum's got to be on. I can't. Um who is your dream podcast to listen to? Who should I get on? Oh, whose story know. do you want to hear? <laughs> I want you to go get Watts. Watts. Yeah, Watts was a good friend of mine, and he was he was the AP while I was in the office, and just yeah. a, a character. He actually uh, he was really really good at Portuguese, and was really good at being himself in Portuguese. I always kind of struggled with that. Um, having my personality shine through in Portuguese and he kind of helped me a lot to just be a little more loose and have a little more fun. Yeah. I, I guess we didn't cross paths too much. I remember, um, you guys made a video of an interpretive dance of EFY 2004 (laughs) in the office. That's right. I need to find that video. I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) 
EFY 2004 is probably the worst. <laughs> hey, when you're uh, when you're in the office and you have to pull an all-nighter, getting copies and everything made for the zone meeting the next day, you do some crazy things at 3 a.m. <laughs> what's your favorite Brazilian music? <clears throat> and then what's your favorite music that you listened to that was missionary? Um, I'm trying. I mean, like I said, that I like that Limão Comel. Um, I hated Foho when I got there. Now I just hear it and it brings back memories of all of my areas. Um, yeah. Calcinha Preta. <laughs> <laughs> Banda Calypso. Um, I mean, I listened to a little bit of Legion or Banda. And, uh, yeah, I know some of their songs and I know all the words. So I can sing it on the guitar. <laughs> and Hopa Nova. Listen to some Hopa Nova. Hopa I remember. the worst. Oh, oh dude. so bad. It's all sappy. It's so bad. <laughs> um, I liked uh, Sepami Vinci Dois yeah. and Detonaltas. Yeah. How about Malia Sound De Sanos? Did you have that, that CD? That was. I don't have it, but I remember that being a good, uh, good compilation. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you one that would memorize like Brazilian songs that you hear on the radio? Like everywhere you go, everyone has their radios on and they, they're playing the same crappy foho music. Would you sing along? Would you know the words? No. Um, I'd, I'd always know the tunes. I'd always recognize the songs. But to actually like know the words, I'd kind of have to listen to it on headphones a time or two or something. But <clears throat> Say hi. This is Lila. She's three. Okay, I'll be right out, sweetheart. Be right out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we can wrap it up. It's been about an hour and a half. <laughs> Hold on one second. Okay, hey, let her play on mom's phone. I'll be right out. <laughs> this is perfect for the podcast. <laughs> hey, it's happened so many times on my freshman podcast. My kids would come rounding up and we'd take a break or whatever. <laughs> hey, um, all right. Oh, yeah. Any music missionary approved that stood out? Oh man, I I listened to a lot of uh, a lot of EFY, like you said. Um, I remember once Elder Price's mom sent him a CD called Hymns on String, and it was just the hymns played on an acoustic guitar in different arrangements. And I liked I liked yeah. Hymns on String, but Squire had a CD called Soul Saints. It was these black people. These black soul people singing hymns in like a in a different tune. Nice. Sejam bem-vindos a esse show que é nosso, Limão Comel Acústico. E uma noite de estrelas, saímos pra passear, de mãos dadas, namorados, com a vontade e um desejo, soltos pelo ar. Era tudo tão bonito. 
amor só de nós dois Construímos nosso ninho Sem saber que a tempestade Chegava depois Vou lembrar nosso amor para sempre Vou lembrar, vou lembrar O meu sonho mais bonito te encontrar Você no meu pensamento vai ficar, vai ficar. O meu sonho de amor não acabar Acabar Foi um dia tão triste quando você me deixou Nossas lágrimas nos olhos Nos diziam todo o tempo Nada se acabou Mesmo assim você se foi Me deixando aqui tão só E eu sozinho ainda me lembro De um sonho tão bonito Que se acabou Vou lembrar Nosso amor Para sempre Vou lembrar O meu sonho Mais bonito Te encontrar Você no meu Pensamento vai ficar O meu sonho De amor Não acabar Vamos cantar mais uma, né? 